0: polyhedron is a production of simulacra studios you can find us on twitter at simulacra rpgs or at polyhedron cast if the visual medium is your thing you can follow us at simulacra tv on both twitch and youtube if you'd like to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash studios and sign up to be a patron
1: Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast. I am your host, Matthew. And as always, I have my two co-hosts here in two little black boxes. I got Scott.
0: I now just got the Sanford and Sons theme song in my head for reasons that are confusing to our listeners because I'm going to edit that out.
1: <laughs> and Ryan.
2: Matt, I'm scared. There it is. <laughs> I'm scared.
1: Don't hold me. Well, I'm sorry Don't you're scared. Don't touch me. Yeah. I'm sorry you're scared. Hopefully things will get better for you. So, Scott, oh, how's your gaming been? <laughs> oh, it's been
0: great. Little little light on the gaming end of things. Just holidays and the like running havoc with things and yep. stuff. I finished yet another playthrough of Cyberpunk. That game is, I wouldn't say infinitely replayable, but like you can get a good couple of playthroughs out of it. Yeah. Apparently Star Citizen is free for like a week. Hmm. I loaded it up. It took like a real long time to install and load. Yep. And then started walking around. And that's a game that doesn't tell you shit. Nope. It does not. It doesn't tell you fucking anything.
1: It's like a so, 200 gig game or something yeah. silly like that.
0: So, yeah, I walked around for a couple of minutes trying to figure out where I was supposed to go. Eventually realized that, like, it. So, I will say, like, I respect it for being like verisilumitude. Yes. Like, it's not like it, it is, it is, it's trying to simulate like what real world like space travel and stuff would be like in in as mu- much detail as possible like it's very kind of like day in the life of a spacefarer kind of gameplay yep but I'm
1: only, like, you are making around. your own yeah
0: i'm going from like my space dormitory and i realize oh this isn't the actual building that i need to do to get into my ship i have to get on a tram to go to the spaceport because i'm i'm in an actual like city
1: yep it um, is it is, it is, hey, you can make the game however you want. It yeah, so go.
0: I I got into my tram, the tram stopped, and the doors opened up into a void. And I'm like, oh, well, obviously, this, well, it's a pre-release game, so obviously there's going to be glitches. But out of curiosity, I walked into said void, fell for a period of time, and then just sort of like was in a place and didn't die. So there was like literally nothing I could do. I'm like, all right, fuck this. It's, I don't even care if it's free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if I if I get if I get tempted into a meaningless, unescapable void on my way to the mass transit system to get to the spaceport, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't
2: I don't know if I want to put any more time into this right now, you know?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, I I tried playing it for a little while. It 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 you need your hand held because yeah. there's a lot of just it's just there you go.
0: Yeah, apparently the community was like making it making tutorials. But the game kept changing so fast that the tutorials came out of date. Yes. So they just stopped. And now there's just like a very helpful Discord community that will will help hold your hand. Yeah, Uh, because the thing literally
1: has been in like pre-development for like five years or something. Good long time.
0: I, I don't have the patience, nor do I care to interact with randos in that
1: way. Yes.
0: But still, I might poke around while it's free a little bit more when I have some free time and patience.
1: Sure. That's but fair. That, that's my gaming. What about you, Ryan? How's your gaming been?
0: I've been playing a lot of Stardew
2: Valley, and I, then I also beat God of War Ragnarok. It was I I I did the Ragnarok. I I, I, I hit that guy. I, you think the I hit the guy real hard. I did the Ragnarok. Yeah. And, and now I'm done now because I yep. don't want to play that game anymore. Yep. <laughs> I don't like the combat in it, and the camera is garbage.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I beat it and I platinumed it. I didn't might fucking it. pay
2: me enough. Then I, I broke me. Vanaheim just fucking broke me, dude. Like, Why? I tried to How? Do, I just did the, the fucking crater thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just tried to get everything in the crater done and I got so lost that like, it just all fucking looks, it's beautiful, but it all fucking looks the same. Like, Yeah. And the map's fucking worthless. And, you know.
1: Vanaheim is the hardest zone t- both where you were and the, 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 the river the like the the river side of it is very hard to navigate because there's not go here to here. It's you have to go around like and follow the river to get where you're going.
2: And I don't care like and this is where like their cute little nod to Dark Souls where you open up the shortcut, you know, kind of falls apart. And it's just like, well, you just kinda like made it impossible to find anything. Like I swear to God, there was one camp of assholes where you had to like go around to a vantage point to like turn off their shit ball yep. with your ice ax. And I did that. And I swear to God, I went from that gate up, up the hill to throw the thing. And I could never find the door again
1: <laughs> oh, I'm for so an, sorry for two hours. I'm so sorry. That sucks. And
2: I just was just like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I the,
1: the, the I had one problem in that area where you have to set a trap, and you have to, A, you have to set the trap up. Then you've got to go out to these infinitely spawning guys and then lure them in without killing them, which is a whole thing, and then, like, recall the axe so the cage comes down and you believe that up. That took me forever because there's a whole area that you have to, like, run around in to keep resetting and doing it. That's it's my only, just, like, huge gripe about the game if, that I have. If
2: the game, you know, it's just, like, after playing Elden Ring for so many hours, it felt like I was moving through syrup. I felt like I was fighting through syrup, and it was just so, so hard to, like, keep track of anything going on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a mess. I, I enjoy it, but I can see why you don't like it.
2: It is a mechanically sound, fun, can be fun, You know, like, once you get all the weapons and all the shit, it's all good. Like, you can, also you can just fucking, if you just, even on medium mode, you can just fucking spam runic attacks. Spam, like, by the end, it's just, like, stun lock the shit out of basically anything you want with and it was, it was fun. I did, like, I did Odin on the first try. It was, it was good. I didn't, you know. But it was, you know, I enjoyed the story. I'm glad they did show us Jormungandr being punched back to the beginning of time. Yep, I was. You did see it. They, in fact, I was just like, "Why are they making me sidle along a, a short wall during the most important action sequence in the entire game? Why, during Ragnarok, am I going to do a little shimmy sidle? It's so that they could force lock your camera, yep, on the fight between Jormungandr and Thor, so you could see Thor punch him back in time. Yeah, and it's like it- you didn't have to do it that way." <laughs> yeah,
1: it's also, I have my own thoughts about it. I don't want to, this isn't the uh, the Ragnarok podcast, so I'm not going to go into it. But I, I enjoyed it. Obviously, I platinumed it. I have many things we can discuss about it. But we'll do that in, later, another time.
2: But that all to be said, love the characters, love the writing, love the story, loved it yep. all, loved everything about it. Just... Would rather fucking kill myself than try to navigate that world physically <laughs> any further. Like,
1: and as for my gaming, very light, just like everyone else, my work has been chaotic and upsetting and I'm dealing with it, but it just eats a lot out of me. And But I have been watching a lot of things. I, As I said, I platinum Ragnarok and I'm kind of in a holding pattern right now as far as gaming is concerned. I'll probably pick something up soon. I'm not yeah, sure what, t- though.
2: Yeah, I'm on the. I need to be on the lookout for a new thing to play because I'm about 200 hours into Stardew Valley and the mods. I, I modded it on the de- modding it on the deck actually wasn't that hard, so but so I've done modded it to hell and back. It's fun, but you know,
1: but it can only take you so far. And so I'm looking for another video game. So if anyone has a suggestion? God's I'm camera all is ears. a liar.
2: That's what and, I have. Scott's yeah, camera is lying. There's a glow, literal glowing halo over Scott's head right
1: now, and that's a lie. I'm a good boy. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's I would almost boy, call you
1: the best boy, but I know you hate dogs.
0: <laughs> Sorry, you guys were talking about Ragnarok for so long that I had to fucking...
1: You had to go fuck around. I had to entertain
0: yeah. myself for a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, that's fair, fair. So we're going to move right along to the news. We got a little bit of news, not a lot of news. Wizards, there's a little bit of a hubbub a little while back about... <laughs> what do they fucking do now? Oh, they didn't do anything. This is about I'm people concerned to about...
2: They're trying to undo like the, the good thing that they're trying to do. According no, to them, no.
1: people were concerned about what was going to happen with the OGL ah. when D anD D one came out, and they've Reasonable. come back. It's like, and they came back basically. In short, summation is, we're still going to support and allow for third party content. Now well,
2: they would be crazy not to. The idea that I, one of the things that I'm getting a little tired of is while I listen you can from a cultural writing perspective you can keep a hard eye on wizards all you like it's like okay you got to be careful with these guys because you know it's crap you know maybe they need to do a sensitivity reading but like in terms of like their general business practice and like what they're doing with the actual meat of the game itself people need to calm the fuck down like well, they've just made Counterspell useless because of one line of text in a playtest document. Oh, they're going to knock out all of Cobalt Press's stuff because that really helps them. Like, it really doesn't. It does not help them not to support third parties. They, no, it, it just
1: encourages them. Because... Of course
2: they're going to support Paizo, and it, it they want to be D&D 1, as in under one platform. They want to murder Roll20 and eat it. So, of course they're going to support all yeah. the other shit in their system. Also, it's not if the system exists in a way where it supports the 5e as a thing, of course it's going to support the other one cuz it's just it's all the same shit. Like, oh my god. Calm down people. Sorry. It's okay. I didn't- I did, see some, I did see stuff about that. That's why I went on that rant. I was just like, ah, what are they going to do? Well, gonna and I get this? it. I get like, it.
1: Uh... I get it, people. There's a cottage industry around OGL writing. I get it. It's it's an easy way of, of of writing a system. You don't have to come up with a system. You can tweak it if you want, and then you write your own little world, and then you can get people into it saying, hey, it's like D&D. You, if you know D&D, you can play our game. I get it totally get it they wouldn't fuck themselves over because if they said no you can't do anything it's like you horrible. just shot yourself in the foot yeah, this
2: horrible business decision let them use it and then take the cut like yeah it, yeah now you get a cut of all of cobalt press and paizo's stuff isn't that fun yeah yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You, you can consume your in- competitors and and shit them out as, you own the as, infrastructure as, uh, so yeah exactly it's 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 the monopolization of the biggest role-playing game
1: in the universe,
0: but you know what? There are other games,
1: guys. There's always other games. There's always other always games. Always other games.
0: Yep, and of, of varying levels of of corporate malfeasance down to indie level. Uh, you know, butt
1: touching down, down Yeah, yeah down to one guy who's somewhat not a not a shithead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You can always just play some fucking ten candles, you know.
1: Yeah, you can just. There's tons of games out there. Now, I'm happy that they're going to. They've said, "Hey, we're going to support third party content. We're going to keep it open. That's going to be. That's in the cards. Great, fine, fantastic. That's what you needed to say. If you said anything else, it would have been pitchforks and and uh, torches time. No, but any,
0: it, anything that they say or do, someone's going to be mad about. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. true. Well, I mean, listen,
2: you're not wrong to believe that one of a massive mega corporation is going to do something anti-consumerist. But this one, it actually does not in any way help them business wise to be anti-consumer. They right. would the that becoming the infrastructure is how they make the money here. Cause there's only so listen, guys, I don't know if you know this, but the books aren't that important anymore. Like they are, but they're not like no, they want to own the concept and the infrastructure and the license. And that's... and the data. And, and the, the data. data.
1: They want the data of it. They want everyone, because if you could play all the third-party content through their D&D One, d d Beyond platform, and you had to pay a monthly subscription to that? Yep.
0: Oh, we're just gotta... waiting for that subscription information to come out. That's... You know it's going to be that way. Why why pay for thing for a thing once when you can pay for it forever? Correct. You are renting the concept of pixels.
1: <laughs> uh, any, anyways, anyways, moving on, we're gonna we're gonna steer away from the dystopian hellhole into another dystopian hellhole. CD Project Red, our castlesaurian games. I do I butchered that up. Guys who do CD Project Red, Cyberpunk Red, are releasing a Edge Runner mission kit. Basically yeah. basically running out with the show, basically putting in game format so you can run through those missions and and know a little bit more about the cyberpunk 2077 world that's a little more fleshed out and run it in that era with all with those characters. So I
2: got a little I got a little confused in your delivery there. So it's the people who did cyberpunk, the company who writes Cyberpunk Red is doing cyberpunk 2077 mission pack for Cyberpunk Red. Yes, Yes. thank you.
1: Correct. I apologize. I was trying to put too many things together in my head, and it all had cyberpunk and red involved.
0: You made a big sandwich; and you, it was too big for your mouth.
1: Yeah, sorry. I had to I had to chew on it for a minute. Yes, the people who made CD Projekt Red, Tasselorian are Tasselorian Games, is making a Cyberpunk Edge Runners mission kit for Cyberpunk Red that allows you to play in that in the uh, basically in the anime's world, which is cool. I want that. I want Which that also lot.
0: the the games. there.
2: Yes, I, I do in fact have the Cyberpunk Red starter kit. I've never, I have not looked at it long enough to run it.
1: Yeah, yeah I need uh, to crack it open. But I've been that. trying to get a copy of Cyberpunk Red, but the every time I go to the store, the, they said the distributors like called sold out. Like he sold out when that anime hit on Netflix. Oh man, I think there was a fucking gold rush. Yep, very popular, which is cool. I I, I want to see it be popular. There's some interesting ideas. And Edge Runners was a amazing example of like a cool game concept that you couldn't sort of drill into.
0: Man, they were so smart. Like that was such a smart thing to do. Yep, because it real it it drove interest in the the tabletop game. Yep. It re- revitalized interest in the computer game.
1: Yep. Well, and... they were they were smart originally when they were like we have this IP, RPG IP let's make a video, see if somebody wants to use it for a video game. That became very notorious and popular. And then that spurred off enough, just enough, for them to get the support from Netflix to go, where can we make an anime?
0: Well, I think they had had the anime in the works for a while. Oh, I'm sure. But, like, it was just really good timing because, like, interest in the game was lagging, and yet the game had, like, reached this point of it's... Most of its major bugs and glitches are fixed, right? And like a lot of like they 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 balanced out everything really well. It became a really solid game, like gameplay wise. So releasing the anime just like just rocketed up the 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 numbers for the game as well as the TTRPG. It was just really smart. It was a really smart move on their part. They yep. did they done a good did a good done they done did good.
1: Yeah, they done did good. It's a cool world. It's a cooler world than I expected it to be. Cause I didn't know much about cyberpunk as a, as a game, as a, as a, as a fictional world too much. Well, uh, it's,
0: it's one of those things. Like it came out pretty similar time frame as Shadowrun, run.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yet it was so, but it was that same Shadowrun run vibe without the all the fantasy shit.
1: Right. It right. Was it was pure
0: yeah. sci-fi, pure William Gibson. Like it, mm. it was what it was.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, different jokes for different folks. Everyone can play in the same uh, play in their respective pools and that's really cool, but again, you can play to get the mission pack essentially so you can play it on your TTRPG play it up with your friends through edge which is great, which is great fantastic. All right, moving right along any other news from you guys anything interesting. No, no, no okay we're gonna go right into the main topic for this evening, which is something I had had been on my radar for a little while. But I kind of missed it and just been busy. And then recently I, because of suggestion from Ryan, went back and discovered it on Netflix, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. It's an anthology horror series where basically del Toro, as the executive producer and creator, brought all these directors in, each giving them a roughly an hour of tell a horror story that you want in the yes. style that you want to do it.
2: And I love this stuff because horror is the anthology. You know, anthology horror is the is the way to do it, right? Because you know, horror is one of those one of those genres where sometimes punchier is better. And yeah, you know, it's the I think the high the, the longest one in here is sixty minutes yeah. thereabouts. It's about an hour, But yeah, giving a bunch of just interesting directors including the fellow who did mandy Panos Cosmatos. we'll talk about his one last oh boy so good
1: we, we we're, we're gonna have a lot of conversation about a lot of different things
2: yeah so giving the it's awesome that he gave just you know a bunch of different interesting you know directors a chance to just show out with a budget because usually like per not for certain, you know. For horror, sometimes your budget's your really your biggest constraint, right? So right. To let them, they got to go buck
1: wild in
2: these. And oh yeah, yep.
0: these they really went went to the limit on this. Well, they basically...
2: every gooey dollar on screen. Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, you.
1: Totally. He basically gave a budget for a short horror film for each episode. It was like here, there's several million dollars. Make an episode for me. We'll put it up. And, and
0: yeah, the vast majority of them are fucking amazing.
1: They are good. That's the low bar for me. Every one of them is at least good, and then yeah. it just goes up from there. I like will they're... say
2: that oh, just ahead of time, we're only going to be talking about. Well, we can talk about like all eight of them, but I think Matt stopped at seven because I told him to.
1: Yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. the have... last
2: episode is an utter waste of time,
1: <laughs>
2: in my opinion.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I also did not watch that episode, so it.
2: Me it... and Murphy were just like. Uh, can this be over? Because the problem <laughs> is the la- the episode before that, number seven, is the one by Panos
1: Cosmatos, which is and, called the viewing. Good God. Which
2: is pr- the it's amazing. Like it's, it's-,
1: bu- it's fucking bug nuts. It is, bug nuts is
2: awesome. It's so quotable. It would have it it,
1: it would have but... been, I think the viewing should have worked better as the the last one. That's your one. closer. The, That's yeah. your closer, right? You you clinch it with a really just big over the top one and you're like, click, done. Move on."
0: All um, right. Well, let's get started talking about these individually. First yes. we have lot 36.
1: Lot 36. Uh, 36. Who Hey, is, who wants
2: to see the guy from Kimmy Schmidt be a terrible
0: racist? Ah, uh, yeah, like total total maga bro. Well, this
1: is 80. Let's let's put it some context. This is 85. Yes. Like a, lot,
0: a lot of these are historical. Not a lot of a lot of these are contemporary. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he's still a Macabro. I mean, it's just, it's the same archetype.
1: Oh, he's he's this ultra conservative. He's obviously a, a Vietnam vet. He's super disgruntled about the world, but he puts that 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 disgruntledness against the world towards very specific, mostly minorities, and which is problematic. Right. Yeah, he's um, real shit.
0: Uh, but he has, he, he has a side hustle or, or main hustle, or, and one of his hustles, because he owes a lot of money to somebody, yep. is he buys storage units and, so, and mines them for valuable things. And he gets his hands on one of these. And there's a lot of creepy shit in there. He tries yes. to sell some of it, and he eventually goes deeper and deeper into the terror that this play that the the thing that, that are within this storage
2: unit. Yeah, and, this and, and you're just like and it, it was nice because it's just like not every, not all the protagonists make it through their stories. You know, oh, yeah, a lot some of them do, don't. some don't. He's one of the ones where it's just like I understand why you are the way you are. But I'm really not sad. This is happening. To yeah, him. and <laughs> also,
1: and that's a that's a testament to the actor. He's like, I yeah. am a I'm a bad like I'm, I'm a kind of a which, shitty person. But you're every... still interested to watch him. And yeah. see what happens to well, him. Also, and...
2: that actor is not like the last couple of roles he's been in has actually been really, really like a bright eyed, positive guy, like really kind of goofy. He's in Ballad of Buster Scruggs, he's in yep. like, Kimmy Schmidt. That's just like a <laughs> kind of silly dude. Yeah, and I mean, he's like, got,
0: kind of got kind of a yokel face. <laughs> yes, yes, but. He's very good in this. I love the creature effect in this one. That uh, that's creature was, was fucking awful.
1: Oh, well, well, like, so something I want to point out, and this obviously we can't portray this to the audience, but you it, but you owe it to watch these because the visuals are very good. If you can and, stomach it. And if you can stomach yeah. it, but here's the idea is some of these stories get punch you in the face because you're not expecting in a 45 to 60 minute window to see what you see on the screen. Like, it's like... Oh dear Lord! Because at the end of this, we we realize a ancient demon has basically been possessed in the body of an old like 1930s heiress, and it comes out of her face, like the hole that is her face, and it's all tentacles. And you're like, oh, this is you're, awful. You're Just... going to see
2: a lot of people getting climbed out of in this. Yeah, you, yep. it, it's you don't get climbed. Theme. It's there's an ongoing thing of people getting climbed out of. And you know, and when into you really think about it, into and out of, yeah, and um, mounting and dismounting as if they were piloting a mech suit. So, so the
1: great evil in this is not necessarily the demon in this episode. It is him. It is the main character being shitty, doing kind of shitty things, not thinking about, only thinking about himself. Well, and there's not- also
2: deep desperation, which is driving yeah. him forward. But he also does some fucked up stuff. Yeah, so, he's a real yeah. bad guy.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it,
0: it's a tale of a bad person meeting a bad end and in a really cool way. And
1: end. also satanic Nazis. How oh, could yeah. you oh. not like well, satanic Nazis? Mm, gotta love
2: the Society. Oh Come yeah, one. dude. Uh, uh, Blavatsky's he... kiss. Well, uh, <laughs> they did a
1: really good job. One, one thing I'm going to point out before we go to the next one is like he was like, hey man, I thought these things were bigger. Like he mentions it to his buddy at the, Uh. at the, at the uh, storage facility. And he's like, well, man, it's always been like, like blah, blah, blah. And he, and then you realize at towards the end, oh no, they used to be bigger. But this man obviously had a hand in building this place or altering it in some way. And you're like, oh, this is going to get so much worse. Did they ever explain the hopping? So no, not directly, but I have a little bit of a theory. He had to feed the creature. Mm-hmm. So he had to hop over the three circles to get into it. Remember, he's an old man. He shuffles at the very beginning of the episode. Yeah. He needs to be able to not break the circle.
0: Yeah, but then why does he do it on the way out?
1: I think he's practicing.
0: Eh, it, it maybe. I don't know. It, yeah, anyway, it's... we should move on. Yeah, uh, yeah. The next one is Graveyard Rats, oh, uh, okay. which is... Kind of delightful. Yeah, it was it's very, very silly. So it's very silly, and I, I really – I kind of feel more for this protagonist than the last yes, one.
1: you should. He he's should. he's, he's not a inherently
0: gra- a bad guy.
2: No, just nope. a grave robber. Yeah. You know, it's not
0: – Well, I mean, it's Dang, one of the li- – like, like I, as I was thinking – so, basic story is, guy runs a cemetery, also is a grave robber, also has debts that has he has to pay back. And, you know – he takes from the, the bodies of the, that, are, that are interred in the cemetery, but he's got a problem. Rats are in the cemetery, really big rats. Very,
1: a, very voracious rat, like yeah, ultra Somehow get
0: into the coffins and drag the bodies underground. Like they're
1: gone, like, or they're completely, yeah. or if they're not completely gone by that point, they are mostly just bone, bone. and all the valuables that he mm. wanted are gone.
0: Yeah, so his 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 business is drawing up having having
2: left something with you know an organic thing with some shiny bits on it in a rat cage. I can tell you that all of those things will be separated into their own little place. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I imagine this was a fun one for you, Ryan.
2: Oh well, the gooiness of the big rat was like I that that puppet. That so the wet puppet.
1: The, so this guy has debts. He gets he's like, oh, there's the mother load. He's like, there's no way the rats could get to this mother load within a few hours. Nope. And he in, in this story is mostly an underground, like claustrophobic tale of him going through a rat warren and winding up in uh Call of Cthulhu. Um, he's he's in Massachusetts. This is very much a Call of Cthulhu story because he finds the black churches and ancient like relics that he's trying to get out of here but there are these weird like abominable rats and the guy who had the trinket is reanimated himself and trying to get it back like Gollum from from the one ring
0: it is a fucking claustrophobic nightmare and um just and-
1: so gooey
0: All I will say is the biggest monster in this episode is the rich bitch who shoves a bunch of valuable things in a box with a corpse instead of, you know, repurposing them to help people. Yep. Uh,
1: (laughs) They would have been repurposed to help him, but the fucking rats, man, the fucking rats.
0: You know what? He's a working man. I, yeah. I'm okay if he's the one that benefits from it, yeah. but like putting a bunch of shit that could be, you know, resold and useful. box is
1: the worst fucking. Uh, thing. What's interesting about the story multiple that makes
2: multiple countries like, could buy a country mm-hmm. with yeah. what they're putting in burying with that course
1: entire like mouthful of gold teeth because that's what he's really trying to get at is at the gold teeth because a lot of people at the time use gold as fillings mm-hmm. for their teeth for the round well, team.
2: In this case, he also in this specific case, there was a one of a kind ceremonial blade. Yep.
1: Yeah, that, that was a big one.
2: Priceless beyond all like priceless, quote unquote, i.e. worth a lot of money on the black market.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what I liked about it is the main character. He's he is this down in his luck guy who thinks himself very erudite, like well read, like he believes himself to be of a higher station. And probably rightly so, but he is in a bad situation. He obviously made bad choices. He's,
2: a, he's yeah. just an embarrassed millionaire, okay? Yeah,
0: but, yeah, yeah, exactly. a yeah, exactly. temporarily embarrassed millionaire. Yeah. But he needs a bad end. He doesn't get away from from anything. Nope, nope, oh, And nope. it's real gross.
1: Love, uh, next, love, love the trick at the end. Love that, love that trick.
0: Yeah, that was good mm. stuff. Lots of rats coming
1: out of his mouth, too.
0: Next we have the autopsy, which I fucking Oi. loved.
2: Uh, one of the be- the second best.
1: As far as a story is concerned. It is my favorite, like a sword, like one and done. We're going to tell this really cool story. We're going to make you think the entire time. This is the best one, in my opinion, because it is the outsider is literally about a random guy in this random mining town, like the weird, a weird mining explosion happens with, because he brings this device, like he's running away from the cops and he brings this device into a mine and Several people get killed and they bring in a outside corner corner. Thank you. God, why did my brain just stopped on corner corner to do the autopsy and examination? And it goes from there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's the thing that really just unfolds really well. The, the villain in this piece was just fascinating. Yes. Like utterly alien, completely sociopathic, mm-hmm. horrible in the things that it does to people. Yep. It it really
2: is a Cenobite, like yes. in the way it views things.
1: Like you are you are its it, you are its probe. Like you become its probe. Like this is how it understands the universe and, and the world.
2: And they make it very clear: this is a you're trapped. Like you're trapped behind your own eyes, mm, just yeah. watching it, what's it happening to it you. It
0: doesn't give you the, the the courtesy of shutting your consciousness down,
2: and it can. No. It, it can. It just doesn't to want to. Because it likes how much you're in pain.
1: Because it can communicate with you.
2: It, it can communicate
1: with you while it's in this. And, and it has someone to, to talk to. And what <laughs> I what I liked about it is it was a legit mystery. You mm-hmm. saw some weird stuff happening at the beginning. You get some more pieces as things go along, and you're constantly going, I kept going, I what, I bet it's like this, or maybe it's like that. Why is it doing this? And obviously it explains itself later at the end, but all the while, you're always guessing what the hell is going on. Why is it happening? And even then, when he's like, "Oh, I," for- the great twist at the end was great. is fantastic because you, if you, if you were so engrossed in the story, you forgot what the twist is going to be. Yeah,
0: I remembered. I, knew I did out. not.
1: I did not. I got completely sidetracked by it. Well, I
0: just think our our protagonist, our hero in the story, is also a, like the, it, is a, it is a great villain and a great
1: protagonist. Yes,
0: he is smart. He is willing to do what needs to be done to fix the
1: problem. He's a good guy. He's a He's good a, guy. Like legitimately yeah. good guy. Mark
0: wins by being clever and 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 willing to do. What he takes he needs one for the team. He, he absolutely. Takes one. T- yeah. And so, what a g. What <laughs> a g. <laughs> like, uh,
1: so Next, we have the outside. Uh,
2: I don't think we should say anything further about this episode. About like, the outside. Uh, about uh, about the, oh, autopsy. the autopsy. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, no. You guys should watch it. We're moving on to the outside,
2: which is fun. Also, I love Kate Micucci and anything she oh, does.
1: Yeah.
0: She's fantastic. She's a lo- lovely actress. <sighs> this one, I, this one was probably one of the
1: more disturbing ones, in my opinion. This um, one made made you feel and think, and yeah. you weren't happy with yourself by the oh, end of it.
2: Also, Martin Starr played a guy who was doing his best. He was trying to understand. Like, he was just trying.
1: He was a legit good guy. He was he, a legit... He, he,
0: he could have been a bit more assertive. Um,
1: and he, could, to, like, he could have taken control a, a little, little bit more earlier. Clearly. True, but was that the right thing to do, though? Uh, because... Absolutely it was. Well, like, okay, she, and we have the power. professional
0: help. At some we...
1: Point. W- uh, we have the benefit of 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 the over the god's eye view right we knew this, the weird shit that was going on All
0: right, let, let's let's pause rewind a little bit this is a story about a woman <laughs> who is kind of on the outs with her her work group she really just has her husband and her hobbies she's kind of an she's very much an introvert yep uh, and she gets roped into this kind of beauty product scheme through various methods, and because her self-esteem is so low, she gets used and manipulated by maybe supernatural forces.
1: It's never I, explained. It's never if, I, I got the
2: idea that this was a soft alien invasion. Like that's what I got out
0: of it. Yeah, like
2: I got soft alien invasion out of it just because of how Aloe Glow worked. Yeah. Because it got rubbed into your skin and had a narcotic effect.
1: You could read it like the stuff, like the movie Stuff. You could read it a lot like that. Or you could legit read this as completely in her head. Yeah. The entire time. There is no verification one way or another if this is entirely in her head or this is an external thing that's actually happening to her. But
0: yeah, she uses this product and it has an immediate adverse effect on her. Mm-hmm. Like she is allergic to it she has a like a an allergic reaction to this stuff it's visible it's very instantaneous and yet because of her self-esteem and because of various other things that are happening with her, she continues to use more and more and more of it and i will say that you know her husband yeah you know, I, I think at a certain point pretty early on he should have stepped up yes and, once uh,
2: he see, it, when you see the person you love applying a, a, something they're obviously allergic to to their body over and over and over again. It's like you might have to do something about it. Yeah, that's... well, I think it
1: was the, when when your scabs start bleeding because mm-hmm. you're itching too much, we may need to go talk to a professional. Like yeah, no, I'm should... going to call sick sick out today yeah, and he, we're going to go to have, the doctor.
0: He should have taken her to a doctor. I mean, at at a certain point he was fully within his limits of committing her. Yeah, for her own good. I mean, we the, the the mental health institutions and whatnot are are terrible, but sometimes they are necessary. Yes, uh, and this also clear, this is a like,
2: take her to the dermatologist first.
0: or Yeah, something, d- right? t- Take steps, but 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 make her do something. Make, like, yeah, it it it, it, it is I kind you. of his failure is that he was not assertive enough. Hide the goo, but. I th- what I really liked about this, and what I really t- what I tied this to, is her sort of final transformation
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: incredibly aberrant. Like yes, it was. Game.
1: Yes. She went through
0: a chrysalis. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: she did. Did also anyone else pick up the low grade? She was like secretly a closet lesbian. Like over undertones of the whole thing. I mean, I got that she
2: definitely like really liked. I, I don't know whether it was that or just really wanted the life that was like,
0: Yeah, it, I know. I, they're, think, they're... I think you could certainly read that, but yes. I don't think I think it was uh, deep. Uh, if it was there it was deep subtext. It didn't but, ever reach the level of but Also, you have yes. to
2: remember that if someone's been through their Aloe Glow cl- Chrysalis, because I'm just assuming that they all have. I'm assuming that all of those ladies have gone through the same process. They just may not remember it as clearly. Yeah, Or, or Aloe because remember Aloe can just control your mind. It just the yeah. stuff can control your mind, make yeah. you see stuff. It can transmit through your fucking television. It can wipe your your memory. So, like, if they went through this, I just imagine that being in the presence of them, it's an actual, like, Mm -hmm. like... Psychic presence that you yeah. are—you are in love
1: with them yeah, well, you the, see. see, because I was taking it from the reading that this was all in her head. I—it's absolutely—I do not think that's correct. Honestly, no, no, and, think... and that's and that's fine. That's that's good. That's good storytelling. If you yeah, can no, make it was very well mold. done,
0: that, that you could have that either in presentation.
1: By the end of it, you're walking away with a lot of questions and and self reflections of. I... She does brutal and horrific things, but you understand why she does them. And you have to say, is that a good or right thing? Should you in some respects remove people that want to keep you from trying to what you be who you want to be in your life? And I don't mean do what she did, which was murder her husband, but that's I mean, the horror element. Yeah,
2: let's place the out replace the allego with bulimia and just see how that <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly class.
1: yeah it's it It depends <laughs> like there's a little bit we'll a lot to read but that's why it's one of the more fascinating episodes it is
0: i know my my wife ray had some real bad feelings about this one
1: yeah, oh, yeah it did not make her feel
0: good
2: every because every woman we know who's worked at a shit job surrounded by dumb harpies like because you know that's gotta be like i know some people associate that with some of the worst times in their fucking life yeah. like well, of course, because lol capitalism.
1: Uh, yeah, well, ev- you can you can bring whatever you have into the into the outside, and you can get into it. Yeah, up- anyone
2: with any sort of competence issues, watch this. Watches this episode curled up in a ball, like and <laughs> yeah, just like absolutely. watching over their knees. Like, oh god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it but it is really good. So let's start with our little like Lovecraft run of two episodes. Yeah, we
0: have two Lovecraft ones. One which I really liked. The other, which I felt was kind of underwhelming, which, which uh, did, I you liked, Pikmin's model. Uh, I agree quite a bit. Uh, it, and we'll we'll get into we'll get into why I didn't I didn't like the second one when we get to it. But this one was a faithful expansion of one of Levcroft's short stories, which happened to be one of my favorites of his. It is about a mm. a bougie artist guy with his bougie artist friends and a avant garde. Uh, new artist comes into their circle with yep. strange, evocative, powerful pictures of horrific things that get and into we, your head.
1: By the way, we are in Miskatonic University, oh, yeah. by the this way. Is straight, this up is straight Lovecraft. Straight up Lovecraft.
2: And yep. I hope you wanted Crispin Glover being fucking weird because I that's what you get. At it. At it.
1: <laughs> with <laughs> a, real with a very at interesting it. accent. Yeah. With a wonderfully weird accent.
0: Well, um, he, he definitely had like this sort of exaggerated rural Massachusetts. Like, he 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 pulled out like the Innsmouth uh, kind of dialect and like, yeah, very much the Lovecraft country, dialect that he did it very well. But yeah, this guy has pictures of terrible things. He has a history of in uh, a family history of witchcraft and cannibalism uh, that he depicts in his paintings.
1: Yeah, he uh, uses it as his artistic like inspiration and these are gorgeous if you watch, see them on on as you're watching gorgeous artistic renditions
2: technically oh, very good paintings yeah technically <laughs>
1: extremely technically awesome amazing
0: paintings that they subject- do a very good job of using like like you only see it for a little bit of time you see like extreme close-ups of parts of mm-hmm. it so they make a good job of like highlighting the like the really good things and not giving you too much time to to sit and focus on it it's not right. like they you only really need to see effects. it's
2: kind of like you only really need to see the eyes and face and saturn devouring his 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 young yeah like the that horrified look while the meat comes off the mouth it's like mm-hmm. you only really need to see that part so like just flashing around a little bits and close-ups of awful things it's like oh well this is just a collage of awfulness fantastic yeah but it's, it's, it's really tr- good it's straight up like we don't need to go too much into this. It's cognito hazard dump cognito hazard. Mm-hmm. People see the paintings that ought not see them. You find out what Pikmin's model actually is, and it's f- and the ending is. Standard Lovecraft awfulness, like yeah, not in the just, racist way, but in the yikes kind
1: Yeah, of way. Well, well, in the in the it's not a good or happy ending because you you lo- you looked at the pictures. That's no, I mean
0: what I, once you encounter something real in in Lovecraft's world, there's no turning back. Did you guys ever see Color Out of Space?
1: Yes, yes,
2: yikes. we saw it together.
1: Yep. Yeah, we saw it together in the theater. Yeah, ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was on some drugs when I saw that movie, and I'll tell you. Hugging just will never feel the same after that. (laughs) It was a good... It was a a bad hug.
0: Next, we have Dreams in the Witch House, which is the second Lovecraft story.
2: Eperly Uh, isn't a name.
0: Yeah. First of all,
2: there's a main character named Eperly. Not a name. Sorry.
0: This is not a faithful reimagining of the Dreams in the Witch House. The Dreams in the Witch House is my favorite Lovecraft story. And this only bears a passing resemblance to it.
2: I actually have never read I've never read Lovecraft. I've honestly never read him. I love his, I love the ooze, I love the stuff. I love the feel. There, there are a the couple racism, that I
0: there are a couple but... that I can recommend to you that are worth reading. But this one, yeah, it it has sort of some of the elements of the Dreams in the witch house. Uh, yeah, this but... kind of for all, it felt kind
2: of like a YA story in a lot of ways.
1: It it was a little more lighthearted. It's a little more positive story. Of all the other ones we read, this one is a little more hopeful. I mean... The ending isn't super great.
0: Yeah, No. The ending (laughs) ending is very Lovecraft, but yeah, this this... The elements of this... Because this focused on a guy who wanted to get back in touch with his dead sister. He was a spiritualist researcher. He was like he was looking for the other side for these deep emotional reasons the original dreams in the witch house our our main protagonist was an insanely intelligent mathematician and the witch she like back in like salem witch days was using like advanced geometry to pierce the veil between dimensions so that's why he was in his house because her house was constructed with odd angles Ah. and like like things that like there were points that extended beyond where they should be. It's yeah. a little bit. It, it kind of kind of like House of Leaves. Yeah. There's a lot of of the, of, of dreams in the witch house in House of Leaves. So it lacked pretty much all the things that I liked about the the story. The yeah, I of
1: will story. say the witch house itself is a little feels a little tacked on. Yeah. And then the witch herself, like the one that we forgot forgot what her name is, the actual witch. The one that looked really cool, by the way. Really cool, like, dryad pilgrim design.
0: Kaziah Mason is
1: her Keziah, name. that's right, it's uh, yeah. In oh, the original yeah, story, she was just kind of this
0: there. presence that would show up in his dreams, not this. Not like, you know, a, a dryad that was trying to get back into the real world. Like, no, she was fine where she is. Yeah. But she escaped reality and was fine Fine with that. She was more about drawing other people into in. madness.
1: And, and it, it was... It, Structurally, it's the weakest. It does yeah. have a really great character because it's Rupert Grint, the guy who played Ron True. Weasley. He plays a, a likable but obsessive guy trying to get back to his sister or trying to figure out yeah. to bring just, his sister back to life.
0: It had so much, it had like so much like mawkish sentimentality. It wasn't anything like the original Lovecraft story that it, that it was
1: built up. I, I, but I also say that that's not necessarily a bad thing because Anthology Series says, here, I want you to do a story that you want to do. Let's see what comes out of it. If you don't like it, that's great. That's fine. I did
0: not enjoy it. It's only, it, it, it bastardized my favorite Lovecraft story. So and I'm not and, and,
1: like and that, that's a mark against on their books from you. But it's one of those things of let's, let's do some interpretations. Let's see uh, what are the things we can say I, I about a particular work.
2: I'm I'm just well on the bright side. The bright side of this is, it shows that yes, Lovecraft can be filmed. We're getting to see that Lovecraft can be filmed in a way yep. that isn't stupid looking. Yep, and I, we might get more, you know, because he's been wanting to do At the Mountains of Madness. You know, Guillermo del Toro has been wanting to do that for a long he time. He has
1: it. It's in the can. It just is not production hell. He's he's re- actually just recently he's released some FX footage mm-hmm. of like his Shoggoth. In the mountains of Madness. Like, it's horrifying. It's legit scary.
0: I can't wait. I hope it I'm sees ra- the light I'm of well, day. I hope
1: it sees the light of day. I think he so, wants to see the light of day. I mean,
0: Next if he just does
2: it with last, his own money at this point.
0: <laughs> the last uh, last one we're going to talk about, because two of us haven't seen it, the actual last one, is the viewing. And this is a cocaine acid trip nightmare romp through 70s psychedelia fun.
1: Pendos Cos- cosmatos lives in the psychedelic the psychedelic horror of the seventies.
2: Also that's where he just exists. And this is where I have been waiting to, I've been holding on to this. So at the intro to each episode, Guillermo Del Toro walks from the dark and walks over to the cabinet of curiosities, which is a beautifully CG'd prop, which has yes. all sorts of great, like the intro is like beautiful. It's, yeah. on, on, watch the intro alone. I don't care. But it has all these weird gears and shifting spaces, and each time he pulls out a little figurine of the director and an item that kind of makes sense for the tonight is the viewing by Panos Cosmatos, and all of them are actual carvings of the actual director. Panos Cosmatos chose to be like a satyr man.
1: Yeah, (laughs) well, he has tentacles coming out of his body. Yeah, like all of them look normal except for his. His is weird looking. (laughs) And and each item is a little like Easter egg of be on the lookout for this thing. Mm -hmm. You will see this in this episode.
0: But Um, this super rich guy invites a bunch of people who are like luminaries in their field, like an astrophysicist, a novelist, a TV psychic, a music producer Yep. and brings them to his house because he has an item that he wants
1: to show them. The Sandpiper House, by the oh, way, sandpiper. it actually has a name. Also,
2: yeah. like the, it's kind of a who's who. Yeah, like of it, like Peter Weller has been doing this shit forever. Like, yep. if, if you were, it's like, is that? Oh God, how did I lose his name? Black Hat, Man in Black, Westworld.
1: Oh no, that's not him. That's, that's not, not who.
2: No, that. no, 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 no. I'm getting to the joke. Okay, okay, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. It, Sorry. It, you at first you'll be like hey is that him like and then you're gonna be like no that's actually peter weller they're very <laughs> similar in terms of their voice
1: robocop if you want to know his uh, most yes.
2: notable role it's robocop eric, you got eric andre you got charlene Yi in there you got yep. steve Agee. it's just like
1: people you reckon can recognize especially i think steve andre the the who yes, plays randall right. the producer. You'll notice, you're like, "What's a comedian doing here?" Like, you've seen him in a lot of comedies. Mm-hmm. And... He
2: is a, it's a comedian too. Like, she well, I, plays I, as a I'm character.
1: obviously less familiar with her work.
2: Ah, yeah, she's she's in a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, and but so this the slow
0: burn on this episode is mm-hmm. just it's exhilarating. How so? The so soundtrack. It yeah, the soundtrack. Because is great. you wouldn't
1: have this movie, the the you would not have a movie by Bando Scott without a fucking just fucking killer psychedelic soundtrack. And so it rides in the background the entire time.
2: And it was just, you don't need to know terribly much about this. Yeah. Other than shit goes down.
0: Mm -hmm. Like
2: Um, they go to view a celestial event of some kind or something, and they find this cool ass meteor and he wants to show them this cool ass meteor. And that's the whole point. He I'm wants to
1: inspire them. He wants yeah. them to be he wants to uh, like basically push them to their beyond their their the greatest heights that they've currently achieved
0: because he wants to understand this thing.
1: Yes. All um,
0: efforts at understanding the thing that he has have come to naught. So his method of understanding it is getting these like great minds Getting them drunk and stoned and buzzed on space—they are—they
1: are—they are geeked out of their heads by the end of this. When and they're geek- super
2: chuffed, like they're so happy to go into the vault, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, what's what's <laughs> yeah. interesting
1: about this is because it's such a slow burn. Up until the reveal, when they go into the vault to look at the thing. What happens beyond that is just before that is just as exhilarating as when they go into the vault. It's just, just, it takes a different tempo because the entire time you're like, nobody knows why he invited them here. He explains them, but you're like, this is like an ultra rich guy, like an Illuminati scale person, person. No one knows about unless you do know him. And also
2: whatever was in that vault could have been anything like there could have been like, it doesn't matter what, honestly, what was in the vault didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I yes. Think to get there, as long as it was fucked up and crazy, like it didn't matter what it was. It could have been literally Nicolas Cage with a chainsaw. It did not matter. <laughs> <exactly>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it,
1: like... But the conversation they had before it, as everyone's sort of sussing out and he's like getting them used to being, getting, taking these drugs well, and it was, like. It was some it was cult vibe. shit. It was yeah. straight up a
0: cult indoctr- indoctrination.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, using the exact cultic tactics of just like. The fucking with the cell, breaking down the cell, breaking down walls, making love bombing
1: the shit out of them, love bombing the living
2: shit out of out of all of them. And but he probably meant it because of all the cocaine at the time. Like he meant. (laughs) Oh, he did so much
1: cocaine. He he. So my favorite line of this episode. This is why we have to like. This is the end of the episode because we're going to put a little more time into it. My favorite line is like. one's like i'm not going to do cocaine it's going to mess with my brain because i think i have psychic powers he's like if there's any time in your life that you would do cocaine (laughs) because he's explaining but just before that he was explaining beforehand the cocaine he has is literally the purest in the world from like the most reclusive refinery in the world like this is literally the best shit you will ever have you will never have anything Like this again.
2: You will never have better cocaine or a better conversation than you're about to have right now. And then it would be
1: enhanced
0: by cocaine. In (laughs) addition, you've got like this biochemist who researched her own like research chemical that she's sprinkling it on top with some fucking pixie dust, basically. Gaddafi's former doctor, by the way. Yes. Smoking
1: hot, smoking hot. You're, and they go through her character more than anyone else's character because they talk about like, because she goes to everyone's like, "What's Gaddafi like?" And you're and you're like, "Oh, sit back,
0: yeah, sit the, back, the boy." speech to... was a, just a delicious non sequitur that was very fun. And then and poor yeah. Hector.
1: And then poor Hector. Poor Hector. Um, I don't... <laughs> he never. He was <laughs> uh, just cry, He's just crying. He never gets to explain.
0: Yeah, exactly. We get one hell of a Chekhov's gun.
1: Yeah, literally.
0: Yeah, it is really good. Like. Yeah, the 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 lead up I think is even is be, is the best part of it. The crazy mm-hmm. shit that happens at like at the end, awesome. Like, yep. it yep. has to be that it has to be that. But the conversation and the lead up to everything, it's such a great like bottle episode kind of
2: <laughs> raw intensity. Well, Mur- Murph hasn't seen Mandy, and I want to oh, show no. it to her. Except oh wow, about, there's a scene in Mandy where some people have a thing about be- people being burned alive. Okay? Oh yeah, no, that's oh, oh, awful. Yeah. And and some people that's just a, a bridge too far. So it's like, okay, sweetie, you're gonna close your eyes, and I'm just gonna skip that part because literally, like, you can skip that entire part. Doesn't matter. Does, like yeah. her she, being burned actually doesn't matter
0: that much. She dies. Just she dies horribly.
2: She that's dies in know. a horrible, yeah. unnecessary, cruel way for it, no it, for no good reason. Like, right. Correct. Out of uh, literal
1: spite. Out of like but I, literal but I, spite.
2: But I told her it's like, listen, this shit's gonna be real real cool, but when it goes crazy, it's going to go very crazy.
1: And I was right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it went,
2: and it went it, very crazy.
1: And it, it was very cool. And then the scene when we get at the end where the, the, the thing opens up and shit goes down is very interesting because by the end of it, you're like, what happened? Why did it happen? Who cares? Yeah, I know you guys say who cares, but it's fascinating. To it's interesting. Interesting. No, I mean, they, you can they write a hundred stories Warcraft going from there, AD. right? Right, correct
2: so and just and that so that's that I, sh- I would strongly suggest oh and the last actual episode is called the murmuring and it's about a haunted house with some dead babies shit or like a couple who lost their kid and they're all like depressed and mourning and they listen to like the murmurings of birds it's like their specialty some bird murmurations and there's a whole thing about that in there so it's a lot of like quiet contemplative shots and then spooky ghost lady it's fucking boring after that it's just like not ending with a bang but with a whimper. So which is yeah, why it, I, it feels, the moment I saw it I'm like guys watch it to seven stop. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, you, I feel like that one needs to be like maybe right after the graveyard rats but before the autopsy and then like you
2: need a you know honestly it would have been perfect as a cool down after the autopsy. You know, yeah, actually the, yeah
1: you're right. You're right you're I think right.
2: the murmuring should have gone after the autopsy and I think that would have actually put the flow in the right in the right space,
1: because if you ended on uh, on the viewing, if you ended on that one, you would have just closed it completely. And I'm it... saying,
2: and we're not saying this because Panos is like m- one of my favorite directors now, just because everything I've seen him do has been fucking awesome. Even I need to watch over the Black Rainbow in full. I've watched analysis of it, but I want to watch the actual.
1: Ooh, movie. it's it's a rough one to watch. I'm sure it is, but I'll be fine. Like if I, I know something... you will be, but it's just it's long. It's very long, and it's so, just.
2: I feel like if I want much like Edgar Wright I have to kind of like take my paces here and just be like, well I gotta check out your what you all the shit you've done done yep oh so. yep
1: yeah Penos yep over the blacklan Lamro, I've watched it it's 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 definitely one of his earlier works but it's the first one you if you, you, you want to be a completionist and watch all of his works it's on the list you should watch it it'll be a fine time but <clears throat> but yeah I believe that if you think of it would have been very cool if they would have ended on the viewing it would have left me going, yep that was completely good, and like I said I bet if I watched The Murmuring I'd probably enjoy it and yeah, that would fine. be it, and it would be it's fine. fine
2: It's it ain't like fucking Bly Manor or anything it's just yeah. like, it evokes spooky haunted house, but I had just, you see, I had just watched The Midnight Club, so mm-hmm. like, you weren't gonna like, there's plenty of spooky house shit in that let me tell you. also, wow, that show ouch uh, <laughs> Ouch! Isn't good or bad? Good, but also the the subject matter. The Midnight Club is a series of stories told by people who are at a terminal, like uh, at a home for terminally ill children. Like, oh no, it's the Midnight Society.
1: Oh, Okay, uh, got it. Now I understand they, what they, they tell, tell stories.
2: That
0: is that Flanagan, Mike Flanagan? Yeah, sure is. Okay, all right. I I need. And to he didn't fuck up the end, so it was great. That's great because <laughs> the uh, mass was like really fucking great. I love it. It truly mass. was.
2: I I forgot how good it was because, and uh, and I've said I said it on the episode. Mike Flanagan writes people who speak in paragraphs. They speak in monologues, and right. I don't mind that. I have no issue with a person having monologues. Some of the the monologues at the in the last episode of Midnight Mass fucked the series up for me in my mind. It actually tainted the rest of the series. I had for, I forgot how good the whole series had been. Because some of the monologues in the last episode of Midnight Mass were so preachy and dumb that I was just like, shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, we're all made
2: of stars. I fucking get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if Obviously, if we can't sing his praises enough, we could go. We could do. I thought about this because I've been looking for a podcast. I was like, I could do an episode on each episode of this show yeah, you could it's a, it.
2: really good also panos Cosmatos' next film that's coming out is something that has no information on it other than it's called
1: necrocosm oh boy no no i'm, I'm down i'm, I'm down so whatever necrocosm okay sure it's all okay oh, baby oh because the viewing man nothing but lens flare as far as the eye can see he definitely lens... has the style yep <laughs> He
0: sure has a style. He, he sure does like some chromatic aberration.
1: Yeah, he just man. But overall, again, I still think the autopsy pound for pound, like the best closed story mm-hmm. with great mm-hmm. acting and great everything. The is horror the autopsy.
2: is just so real yeah, and visceral, yeah, it's, it's a... and yeah,
1: it's really good. It's really, really good. All of them are great, but the autopsy, I think, overall is my favorite one.
2: Written Um, by David S. Goyer of I believe Blade Two, the Dark Knight trilogy, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. Okay, Uh, I can see it. You know. Yeah. So David S. Goyer is the American filmmaker who made the Blade trilogy. The Dark Knight, you know, helped on the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. He's got good good
1: good repertoire repertoire.
2: He's got a he's got creds, man. Like the dude so yeah, he did a Yeah, he's good.
1: Yeah, so fantastic job on um, that one. Go check this out, everyone here. At Polyhedron, thumbs up recommendation. So from everyone here at this podcast, which is Polyhedron, go refund us. girls
2: some dice.